systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. Much like Seinfeld, I've come to learn it's the podcast about nothing, right? Everyone else, you got a specific thing. We're talking fucking boxing. We're going to talk about how to organize your house. We talk about how you should be a millionaire by the time you're 24 with passive <laughs> income. That's not us. I don't know what the fuck we're talking. We barely... We- this is legitimate. And this is sometimes how the fucking radio show went. We have said minimal words to each other in the last 16 to 18 hours. Yeah. Literally haven't even talked. We used to have a rule like that, kooky rules. I felt like we were kind of being like uh, sports uh, professional athletes who, who have weird superstitions or they do shit like I don't wash my fucking underwear on <sighs> odd days or some shit. We would never talk to each other before we went on the air with the radio show. Now, for most radio shows, they'd be like, that's fucking insane. But we're, we're married. So we talk all the time. Like, So we're together all the time. And normally, the night before, we would have sat down and hashed out what the show was going to be. And then that next morning, you're waking up ass early because we did morning radio. So it was ass early in the morning. And we just, you know, leaned into the... No one really wants to have a conversation when you're just waking up and getting Folgers in your cup. No, no, not not very much. So we kind of developed this routine where we would drive to the station at times separately, at times together. Well, and I will say this all kind of started when we were driving together because there was a time when we only had one car. That's right. Went from two to one. Yeah. That's what the Great Recession did to us. Knocked us down from two cars to one. I was leasing a car. They wouldn't finance me to buy it, even though, you know, of course, I'd made payments on it every month because I, quote unquote, had student loans. Yeah, this was like right during the recession. So they're like, fuck you. uh, (laughs) They're like, no way. That was back in the day, as they say, they were picking fly shit out of pepper when it came to checking your credit after the economy had collapsed. I literally remember on the phone saying... Who doesn't have student loans? Well, hold on. Three years ago, you gave my cousin Jimmy a $475,000 right? mortgage. He works at the Quick Trip. Isn't that fun how we all got punished for the bank's mistakes? But I digress. Um, I had to turn in my lease, and we couldn't afford a new car at the time. So we shared a car for what, like probably two years? It was long enough. It I don't was, know if it was two. It was close to two, but it was long enough to where it affected our lifestyle. Well, because we drive to we we drive to work in the morning. You, you and drive Pat, to work in Pat's car, and I didn't know like what his routine was. And it's hard because work was five minutes from the house, so it's yeah, not yeah, like it we was a long drive. We were never far. It was never, and, no. and, and that was very much by design. We never just because we were. I my joke used to be because we broadcasted in cold weather climates. Yeah, when you live in central Wisconsin, yeah. you are much better off living as close to work as possible for the winter. I would say we were up before the plows, right? We were usually the ones in charge of giving out that kind of information on the radio. So it was basically, let's be as geographically close to the place we have to be in case of adverse weather. So this ride was like five minutes, but I just remember for like the first month, I was like, I don't know. Do I talk to him in the car? Does he want to talk? But I like can't we're about tell. to talk for four hours. I know. What, what could we possibly have to say un- un- unless it's like a breakthrough of holy shit? This happened in my dream, and I think we should talk about it. Unless it was show related, I didn't understand why we needed to talk. Why we would need to talk? So Pat just kind of set down this sort of. <laughs> it's a pun. Unspoken rule. Boy, I never knew that it was my unspoken it rule. Was because- look at the things you fucking learn. Because <laughs> he was like, look at the. Th- this is like we like- haven't worked together for what three, two years now. Two years, two, yeah, two, three years, two, year, two years. Three. And I worked with you for how long? And long enough. <laughs> 
14 years. I'm just learning this shit out. This is why you got to have open open communication in your relationship. Yeah. Isn't this weird? But because- it was good. He finally said, I don't want to talk on the way to work. I don't talk to myself when I drive to work alone. I don't want to talk no. to you when I'm driving to work with you. I and used to so- just uh, drink uh, uh, coffee and smoke cigarettes. That's what I used to do back when I smoked That's cigarettes. Right. Oh, my God. And it was so, it was so weird because, like, Sometimes I'd open the crack the window open to get air because women will get this when you're running around getting ready in the morning. Sometimes you break a sweat. So I'd crack the window. But then Pat would crack his window to have a cigarette back when he was smoking. And I'm like, holy shit, this car is freezing. We just had to kind of get used to it. Yeah. Having one being a one car household for a few years. And then I'd learn what it was like for you to after I put down my cigarettes to continue this with the makeup and the hair. The long-winded way of saying, uh, I have no clue what's going on with AJ. Hope you're doing well. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. You in a better mood than yesterday? Yes. All right. Welcome on in, everybody, to the Pat and AJ podcast. Thank you for being here with us as we embark on the 187th episode. Um, I say we haven't talked because, and this is the weird part, you might say, why have you guys been doing other things? No, we've been together for most of the time. Yeah. That's the weird part, right? Just not in really talking environments. So uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. You've, well, God, you've been working like nutty hours, but then you had to work an early shift today. Not not your famed overnight no, shift. No, it was 7.30, which is but much better than an overnight shift. It's like shift. one of those early ones, but Sunday's like my only day to like sleep in, right? So then, of course, she works early. I sleep in. I wake up, she gets off work, she goes and takes nap, and then she wakes up. We realize Sunday's like halfway over, over. Yeah. and I go, hey, we should probably do a podcast. And we sit down and do a podcast, and I go, well, what the fuck have you been doing? I don't know. What have you been doing? How you doing? You all right? Good. Good. How are you? Seem beat down. Doing all right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. I. it's just the. It's these overnight shifts. Like, you don't get a chance really to um, recover from waking up, quote-unquote, at 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's fine. Hey, daylight saving time is coming up, or then I'll work at 1.30 oh, in fuck. the morning, where that's you might as well not weirder. even go to bed at that point. Well, that's just, you know, weird by nature of how you do your work, which is, you know, a very 2023 thing is you are, you know, a remote employee for a company in another time zone, which is odd enough, but then you are in a state that does not observe time zones, which yep. mean... The clock that you operate off of changes. I try to tell people. I'm <laughs> it's like, very quantum we, physics. We don't observe daylight saving time in yeah. Arizona. Us but and Hawaii. Us and Hawaii. But if you are like me and you work remotely for a company in other time zone, your time does change. They do. Like people in New York, they're changing time. Yeah. I had to actually, because I filled out my March work calendar today and it said daylight saving time begins and i oh, had just shit. i said okay so now it's not two hours ahead it's three hours ahead oh and that's so, really interesting for you because you get like you know your pay rates are all different based off of when you're working like overnight shifts between a certain you know hour frame and anyone who's worked like in a union shop even if it's you know gm we're speaking your language right um you know if it's between the hours of fucking midnight and 4 a.m you get paid a buck more than you yeah. would if it was between between nine and five. Yeah, I mean, overnight shifts suck, but you get paid a little more. So I suppose if all the construct of time, once again, we're talking about fucking time that I we know. invented. So the construct of time changes, your like pay difference could change because, you know, a midnight could become an 11 and now your one hour is no longer a higher rate. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's wild. Like, um, and, and it will, it continues to be this way even with the time change. One of my, most common shifts right now is 4 to 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. My coworkers work till 1.30 in the morning. What time do they start? So And they start, they start at 6. So the ones who were in the East, so the ones who operate out of their time zone proper, whether in-house or remote, they start that shift at 6.30 no, six. six. And they get done at one thirty in the and morning. they get done at one thirty so in the morning. that shift, they always get paid a little extra for the end. However, oh, okay, I for don't those last because, couple hours. Because I never hit midnight with mine, even with And the when you're change. doing it out here, you do it from 4.30 to 11.30 before midnight. Oh, yeah, I and it. like as soon as we switch okay. the clocks, I'm back to 3 to 10.30. See, I'm telling you, it's fucking Marty McFly up in this motherfucker. That's that's what it's like in our house. I have no time. No, I, th- This is why you're understanding how we've been around each other. 
and I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's pretty opposite right now. Another reason why AJ's probably, um, you know, beat down, kind of tired, besides just the nature of work, because, you know, America and all that shit, uh, is because I dragged her out. Get this, kids. You're never going to fucking believe this. I got AJ out on a school night, on a Wednesday night, a Wednesday Thursdays, you can somewhat justify. It's Why? almost the weekend. Because yeah. you go, you know, it is Friday. And if I feel like a bag of shit on Friday at work, it's oh, okay. Because well, yeah. I got Saturday and Sunday. We've all done it, yeah. But a Wednesday, it's smack dab in the middle of the week. You've already gotten your balls fucking boxed in a couple days in a row. And now you're like, fuck, I got three more days of this bullshit. And I got AJ out on a Wednesday night. And what could possibly get the princess off her fucking... You're trying to say something that's not going to be rude, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Let me get there. The princess? Her high horse. High horse! Okay, it's a mini horse, but still. Mini horse. And she's like six foot, so it's funny to watch her yeah, ride it. I just straddle the, the mini horse. <laughs> uh, pro wrestling, everybody. That's God. right. You, I don't care. I mean, the, there literally would have had to have been an asteroid hitting the earth for me not to go to this. I was so excited and rightfully so. Can I tell you one of the first comparisons AJ ever made? And there's a funny story that um, if you're really paying attention to, to the Pat and AJ um, uh, anthology, right? You're the person documenting it to, 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 to one day release it to an audience of, of three. Of course, yeah. Um, when we first met, we were both in other relationships, yeah. right? And to varying degrees, but we were both committed to other people. Attraction, the laws of it applied, okay? Um, but one of the first comparisons she made in this grayish area of where we were crossing streams of partners was that I, too, thought a certain female professional wrestler was good-looking, and she goes, Oh, fuck. You're just like blank, blank, blank. Who happened to be her current... The guy I was dating. Guy she was dating. She, oh, fuck. Him, too. He... I remember oh, he never shuts like, the fuck up yeah. about her. He starts talking wrestling. about wrestling, and then he's like, oh, Stacy Keebler. I'm like... Oh, and of course, my God. I know nothing about wrestling. I'm thinking Keebler, like, elves? Yeah. Like, the cookies? I'm confused. Very good-looking blonde. Very, gorgeous, yeah. very gorgeous, leggy blonde. Back in the days, by the way, I now this is where I get nerdy. I shouldn't say she was a professional wrestler. She was more of an escort, right? She was more of, and not escort like that. Shut so up. She, didn't she didn't wrestle? She didn't wrestle. She, she would mainly. I think a couple times they got her in the ring. I thought she was a wrestler. But the way she he was about more it. what we call the valet, the manager, the escort. There's a million names for them, you know. We all so they and, really don't have those anymore. You know, I mean, unless they serve a purpose, right? Like, I mean, before we get too too deep into it, uh, like the Lucha Brothers in AEW have Jose the assistant, yeah. right? And he kind of plays this role, to be honest, as the English speaker out of the trio, where when they cut promos, he can kind of translate yeah. and lead with the vocalization because he can get it across on TV. And that's, I think, why I didn't pay attention to wrestling back in the day. <laughs> because of the, because of be what I just said. Yeah. Listen to what I just took. I took one little note about Stacey Keebler and turned it into a quick Wikipedia page of who the person is that's with the wrestler, that isn't the wrestler, and what their job is. Yeah. I this is what like it's like talking to us. I'm like, it's a meat factory. It's it's just gorgeous, big, busted women walking these gigantic, roided-out dudes to a ring. <laughs> no. I'm like, not interesting to no, me. I don't felt... care. Um, but that was back in the day. Yeah, apparently. So my, my uh, yeah, this is quite a, um, a sight for these eyes, right? Uh, I, as that I... That kind of got me to set... I went, so it literally just happened like I was sitting on the couch one night. I was about to say, we, how did it actually happen? We After we moved to Arizona, Pat would turn on wrestling no matter what. And I mean, even this was no matter where we lived, I'd leave the room. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get a, I'm going to another TV. So here's the funny part about it. Before you start thinking, oh, so this has been Pat's thing forever and he just hasn't talked about it. Uh, actually, no, it hasn't been my thing. I I I, I kind of faded away. Right when I met AJ. Did you really? That's the weird part. Uh, like any boy, like I'm 44. So just, I, I was born in 78. So imagine the 80s. I'm two to 10. Yeah. No, of Formative course. years. Of course you're into wrestling. I'm into. The years of Hulk Hogan. Yes. The classic Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant. I used to watch it on Saturday mornings. I would love it when it came on Saturday uh, night main event instead of SNL. 
Yes, AJ, I know you hated that shit as Oh, a my kid. God, it would infuriate me. I, I loved oh, it. Oh, I hated it. I loved it. Where's my SNL? I remember once my mom dragging me out to a movie, which, by the way, why the fuck was I out with my mom at a movie past 1030 on a Saturday night? <laughs> you tell me. But I remember I tried to program a VCR to record it because I don't want to miss Ooh, it. Did it work? No. No, programming VCRs was scary. I fade away a little bit in the 90s because you go to high school and I discovered things like, you know, girls in PCP. Um, <laughs> fade into college and that's when wrestling becomes hot again. Yeah. It kind of, all of a sudden there's another company. There's this WCW and they're doing their thing. And in turn, that's making the, the original WWF a lot better. And all of a sudden it's not about corny dudes. It's about some kind of edgy, funny college bro material shit and this is when you start seeing nwo shirts in the hallways this is when every fifth grader starts learning the dx chop to his crotch which i'm sure principals love oh i guarantee now to be fair and i think the video does exist out there there was a video a home video of me and my sister yeah oh god it must have what it must have been so boring we were like 10 yeah my dad was uh, in the Persian Gulf for the mm-hmm. war, and my uncle had a video camera. He said, let's send your dad a video. And it was just me and my sister, who knew nothing about wrestling, nor did we follow it, like doing all these wrestling moves on each other in my bedroom, like on my bed. It was basically an excuse for us to jump on the bed. Can I give you a sharpshooter? <laughs> I did the, yeah, it was, there was a scissor, a whatever camel thing. clutch. But I mean, it was, this video was like an hour of us, and I, I guarantee he never watched it. But yeah, that was the I was, closest. I, you know what? It's, it's a pretty hot, hot material uh, for a dad at war. Let me Who watch my, my kids just fucking roughhouse on my bed that I'm not sleeping in. By the way, I'm on a goddamn piece of tin right now on a boat. Now, also, when I worked at the zoo in college, we had books lying around because yeah. the zoo is open, I think, every single day of the year yeah. except for Christmas. And it gets slow in the winter. So we had a pile of books that people would just bring in. One of them was a book, I believe, about China. Not China the country, China <laughs> I was the wrestler. Say, hold on, are we talking no. about spy balloon? China the wrestler. China. And I read China, C H Y N A, the eighth wonder of the world, <laughs> member of D Generation X. Okay. So there was her like autobiography. She was really into animal rescue, wasn't she? Uh, I mean, most of them. Were. I mean, which I don't know. Whoever the female wrestler was, she was into animal rescue. I read this whole book over the course of like a couple of weeks at work, and I'm like, well, that was interesting. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to watch wrestling, but that was interesting. One that's hilarious because that's how I got my grandfather to start watching wrestling with me on Saturday morning because I had a, uh-huh. I had a Hulk Hogan paperback, like some fluffy. Yeah, probably bought it at the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh yeah, man. When I was like nine years old, book. But I remember he read it. And he's like, oh, he's from Florida. Oh, this is his real name. Okay, I'll watch his shit with you. Um, but you literally just became him right there, where you're like reading the book. Uh, remind us and remind me, what years did you go to college? Uh, 2001 to 2005. So, okay, yeah. So that's the big boom, right? Yeah. So you had the late 90s. I went to college in 96 to, to 2000. So that time is when you have this big war, right? WCW, WWF, everything becomes immensely mainstream, um, all that. And then, boom, 2000, it, it explodes, and Vince McMahon wins everything. He buys out his competitor, and, I mean, wrestling's a zenith, right? The Rock yeah. is going mainstream. They're thinking, that guy might be a movie star. I mean, it, it, it just it's firing on all cylinders. I'm in it at that point, right? I mean, I'm graduating college. I'm starting my professional career, but again, it's something that's kind of like, hey, I can watch it every week. Well, you're also at an age where, of course... I'm like 21, 22, 23. The testosterone is just literally pumping through your body. So, of course, you're still into it, and you're even more into it now. And I'll tell you what really helped, too. The invention of a little thing called a DVR. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Because guess what? In 2003, when I'm in Salt Lake City doing nights on a hip-hop radio station, I'm tapping DVR... Not only on Monday Night Raw, but as this wrestling show says, hey, by the way, we have a new show on Thursdays. It's going to be on the UPN. It's called SmackDown. And I go, great, tap, record on that. I remember you were one of the first people I met with a DVR. Early on that train. Yeah, you Do you were. know why? I was selling electronics during 9-11. And that's when all that shit was first hitting the market. Yeah, you had a TiVo, didn't you? Had my eye on yeah. it day one. 
So I was starting to play along because of, you know, because I would could finally I yeah. would get home off my radio job and I'd sit down with my cigarettes and my dinner and I'd fucking watch wrestling for an hour or an hour and a half. And me and my friends would talk on the phone and they'd say, I watched it too. And we bullshit about it. Now, right about the time, 2005, right? You got five years out of college. You know, life is catching up to you. I move out to Milwaukee. I meet this little blonde over here, and it just seems to fade out of. I forget. Things just start getting stale. And yes, people are going to point out, boy, this is five years since the only competitor had a competitor. Yeah. You kind of rest on your laurels, right? So I fade and That's up. when a lot of those wrestling stars were becoming movie stars. That's when they all started like so transitioning, you, yeah, right? So you weren't like, you weren't going to watch it anymore. You're like, oh, well, he's so gone. I faded out around 05, right when I meet AJ. And I'm essentially out of wrestling from that point on. I got one friend who's a wrestling aficionado. He still watches. I had another friend who denied he still watched, but he <laughs> still watches. And then another one who fell out with me. Fast forward 2005 all the way to 2021 for no reason at all because I'm out here in the middle of Arizona and I'm in this new career and I realize I need to start taking my own advice that I give my clients because I'm now a mental health therapist telling people how, how you need hobbies and things to do and these are you know life enhancing things that you need to add it's the spices in the stew it can't just be work and you and this and that so I go what am I going to do what am I going to pick up I can't join a pickleball league I'm not 70 years old <laughs> And I hear about this new wrestling promotion that's called All Elite Wrestling. And they go, there's this new promotion, and one, it's really good. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, before it was kind of like you were either in the WWF, which was like professional, or it was like backyard high school yeah. gym pro wrestling. There which, weren't a lot of other options. Yeah, it was like that or that. And all of a sudden they say there's this new wrestling league. It's kind of cool. I go, no shit. And then all of a sudden there's all this rumble that this dude named CM Punk was a huge star in the WWE after I stopped watching. They said, holy shit, this guy who like retired seven years ago came back out of retirement and he's in this new league. And it also helped that he is from Chicago. That's what CM Chicago, Chicago made, made punk. Chicago made punk. And he, he basically wears the flag I mean, on his body. I'm so not like, of course, Pat is on like, board. I'm not going to lie. I remember the years I was not watching and I heard about CM punk. Oh, he's this new guy and he's kind of the new <gasps> champ. Shit, that's why we started watching it. So there was, thank I was, you. Yes, See, now you know remembered. what we're talking about. See? Um, I tried to get Pat, to sit down and watch a scary movie with me, which isn't hard. He likes scary movies sometimes too. Um, but I said, hey, this. She just finds the really indie ones. You know how yeah. I just talked about wrestling in the high school gyms? Yeah. She finds the horror films that were filmed in a high school gym. So there's this horror film, which I already forgot the name of, but. <laughs> I, I'm reading all about it. It was getting good reviews, and it stars. CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. And I said, hey, it's got this wrestler in it that you know that's from Chicago. You want to watch the movie? And we did. And it was a really good movie. He's a good actor. Well, and and, and that was during his time when he apparently had quit. And he, yeah. he literally, and I'm not an aficionado on this because, again, I wasn't watching. I'll look this up. So All I, I knew was there was this guy from Chicago, CM Punk, and he's now the big champ, right? Um, and which, yeah, of course, bummed me out because I'm a Chicago guy. And I go, oh, damn, it sucks. He wasn't around when I was watching. I'm not, I'm not going to start watching because of him. It's called Girl on the Third Floor. Thank you very much. Uh, he had pretty much quit, right? Like just yeah. said, I'm done. This is not good for me. I don't like being here. So fuck it. I'm going to go do other shit. And he's a great actor. Now, unfortunately, didn't exactly make it as far as The Rock or John Cena. No. He could have, I think. He just. Eh, I don't know about all that. I don't know. He's a good actor, though. Just put it like this. He, he ain't no Batista. Okay. Um, so regardless, all of a sudden there's this buzz about this other wrestling league. And now they're starting to steal and bring guys out of retirement. And now it's this really credible thing. And I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start watching this wrestling show. I said, this is going to be Pat's new self-care activity. And I'm going to start with whatever this CM Punk thing was. And, of course, he he kind of roped me into it by saying, hey, remember that wrestler we <laughs> it, watched on that scary well, movie? Well, 
he's actually wrestling. Do you want to watch? It was super exciting because I started watching from the beginning of his return, which was the AEW Dynamite in Chicago at the United Center, which is about the most opposite of a high school fucking gym. As you can imagine, it's a house that Jordan built, right? And so it was a kinetic energy time in the business. And so not only am I watching it from that point on, I'm roping AJ in because, by the way, what she's not telling you is besides the fact that he was in this scary movie and she thinks he was an okay actor, it's because she really wanted me to leave the room so she could diddle that bean. Oh, my God, he's so She just hot. wanted to flick it the whole time. Oh. She thinks CM, She said CM Punk is the hot, in-shape version of me. He, okay. he totally looks like you, yeah. So if I could be in shape, she goes, you'd hot. be hot I like him. I said in shape. Okay. <laughs> but listen, she thinks he's so smoking oh, hot. he's so gorgeous. So not only am I going, okay, here's this new self-care activity. Here's this show. At that point, I thought it was only on once a week on Wednesdays. I said, I'll watch his show. I start, you know, I, I go to the, the TBS where it's at. I go in the on-demand catalog, and I literally go back to the Dynamite where... He came out. I said, boom, we're going to start here. And I start watching. Yes, I bring in AJ. Like, hey, look, there's that guy you thought was hot. Yeah, you want to watch him be hot on TV? That would be my cue to leave the room. Right? He's like, wait, 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 wait. CM Punk's wrestling. And I'm not going to lie. One, getting obnoxiously high helped. You know, well, like yeah. I sit there and like hit a few bong rippers. Everything's more entertaining when you're high. And I'm like, man, this is good. But, you know, I really allowed myself just to have some fun and learn about, you know, the storyline. And then that's the part AJ had to learn, that it's not just man meat slapping up against each other. Well, no, it's very different than it was in the 90s. There's a lot of storyline involved, which, by the way, some people did complain about for a while back in the 2000s. Oh, it became too much about storyline. And that's where the AEW comes in. They promise to be more of a back to the roots wrestling company giving you nonstop action every week. And I'll tell you what, they do a goddamn good job of delivering. Yeah, they do. It's a, it's the fact that the, I am in the fact that I am in as far as knowing stories and having like, I brought well, a you know, storyline. I know storylines, you know, storylines. I brought a sign to this match on, on Wednesday night. You guys like I, I dressed, I dressed according to each wrestler for their little, like, like CM Punk. Well, CM Punk. Well, hold on. We're going to get to that. So this is how we end up where we are. AJ starts watching this wrestling and I shit you not week by week. It goes less from being, Oh, where's that CM Punk guy? He's hot into, Oh, I remember that. Ooh, that looks like it hurts. Oh, is that guy really hurt? And she starts legitimately week by week becoming a fan and i go well holy shit this just went from a pat self-care activity to a couple's activity and then about a month or two goes by and our son kind of keeps popping his head in the room you know why because he was yelling at us because we were so loud like what are you guys doing he's like what are you watching you guys are so loud and then he kind of started to get into it too and now it's a family activity so now my family gets together twice a week because of course just like it's competitor. You can't have one TV show. You got to have not. multiples. We realize that this wrestling show is on TV twice a, a, a week, once on Wednesday, once on Friday, Dynamite and Rampage. We watch it every week. And yes, they always say, all right, look out, folks. We're coming in next to Warwick, Rhode Island. Get ready to buy your tickets. And we would all sit there and go, oh, man, if they ever come to Tucson or Phoenix, we're going to go. For an entire year and a half, we would wait to see where they were going next. I'm like, they never come out of here. They never come to the side of Why the country. come on down here to El Paso, Texas, El Paso. Texas, we're going to have your ticket to EW They're closer. They're getting closer. And then, of course, the day came. They announced they're coming to Phoenix, Arizona. They're making their debut at the Footprint Center. You know, we've gone there a million times yeah. now for concerts. Everything except an actual basketball game. Yeah, we haven't seen a Suns like game Like the yet. Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury with Brittany Griner play there we've never seen a basketball game you know unless they're playing the milwaukee bucks i'm good (laughs) i don't care um so you know i like any good dad uh make sure i'm there when you know the tickets go on sale i buy the tickets i i I get us pretty decent seats and holy fuck the family's going to a live professional wrestling tv taping on a wednesday night and 
when all that set in, and it really didn't hit me until we were fucking there. Well, we, yeah, because you walk in, and obviously, you know, you can't see inside. It's just like any other arena. Like, you're you're going around in circles, getting food, merch, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can, walk in, yeah. and you kind of do your do, bathroom you hear, stops. And, you, can, yeah. you can hear what's going on, but you can't see it, especially because they're filming, so they basically, they close all these curtains and yeah. stuff, so you, they can't see the lights it's, in the, it's, the it's lobby. It's very much like, like the pre-pre-opening band is doing something, yeah. and you're like, okay, there's something going on in there. But then we heard the announcer, who we hear on TV, start announcing wrestlers we know. And then we look up at the TV screen while we're waiting in line for food. We're like, holy shit, that's happening in the next room. Oh, my God, we're here. Oh, my God, this is amazing. My (laughs) wife and my son became like overstimulated cats. (laughs) Like you barely like you like, nipped us out. You know, a, like an overstimulated cat, and you barely like move one foot towards it. And it goes. What yeah, you doing? when a cat's all cat nipped out, and that's what we were. Literally, they're sitting there, and anyone like if someone sees their sign, like that's a nice sign. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's scissor day. Let's go. <laughs> like they're just fucking. Like my son is like arguing wrestling politics with people. Like they're in, they're fucking in. And then when we go to sit down. And I'm sitting there with my teenage son and my wife, who, by the way, like she says, has a sign, right? Because that's part of the fun of this, right? Pro wrestling is a very interesting um, entertainment because it, it's like stand-up comedy. Yeah. It relies on the audience more now in the modern ever, ever than before to participate. It's almost a call and response very much. A lot of it is call and yeah. response. It's material. So AJ's a full-blown participant. She's got a sign, a poster board. It's meant to play along with an exact bit an exact catchphrase and i look at this and i go these eyes have never been happier (laughs) let me tell you my heart she is she's laughing and singing in the wind it was really more so fun to be honest i'll be honest and, and and anyone out there knows this to see people genuinely have fun and I love my wife and my son, but they share one trait. They're both wound very tight. Yeah. And it's hard for them to unwind. And to see them both legitimately get overwhelmed with just letting loose, having a great time, enjoying so what's happening, realizing how how much fun this is. Like, AJ kept kind of looking over, and she's doing the AJ giggle, which you guys all know. <laughs> yeah, right? And... <laughs> You know, just she keeps saying like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. Oh, my God, I can't believe how much fun I'm have, you know, having. Oh, my God, this is so great. It was so much more amazing in person. And that was kind of the, you know, yeah. Well, one, she was kind of all going like, oh, my God, I always wondered what it was like in person. Now, I should also say for me, because, of course, along my career, I'd gone to multiple wrestling events. And when I really look back, I've gone to some big shit. I, I went to a, a WrestleMania. That's big, yeah. Now, granted, it was during a very low period of the WrestleMania franchise. This is not a WrestleMania that... Uh, this wasn't the one at the Silverdome? Yeah, this is not selling out millions. This was very much in the early 90s when we didn't quite know if this thing was going to be able to last. Yeah. Maybe the Hulk Hogan thing was a fad, and now it's going to just fade away. Um, but I did go to a WrestleMania in Chicago. I went to a taping of or a live show of WCW Nitro, which was the rival show and company to them in the late 90s. I went to what they call a house show in Salt Lake for the WWE then. So I'd gone to these shows. I know kind of the gist and and, and what it all is. But you were seeing this shit for the first time from TV. And I mean, this is your whole life. Your whole life, you have an impression of what these guys do. And now all of a sudden you're seeing it. It's like going to your first fucking football game, right? In person. Now you're seeing it. I'm still so mystified by it because, listen... I know, I know it's not quote unquote real, but God damn, do these guys beat the shit out of each other? I mean, if this is, I know people make, and that's what I used to make fun of it. Why would I watch it? It's fake. Yeah, Yeah. The stories are entertaining. These, these people are entertaining, both the female and male wrestlers. The but females have come so far, oh, and it's and that's so great. The other thing I love, I yeah. mean, like, I love Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I love Willow Nightingale. She's awesome. I love, um... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Ruby Soho. Yeah. And because they're not just like big booby girls who escort the wrestlers out. These girls are badass bitches and I love it. And they wrestle hard. And I mean, just in person, whatever you're seeing on TV, that's fine. Holy shit. How is this fake? How is it? Because they are 
totally kicking each other's asses. Which, I mean, I think has been kind of, and if you dig into YouTube, right, you'll find a million answers from a million different, you know, professional wrestlers. But I think the best way I've ever heard it summed up is through uh, Triple H, current current WWE chairman. Um, he said, listen, a lot of stuff you can kind of control impact and yeah. the way you give something, the way you take something. And if you're working in harmony, all things should stay to a minimum. But... A kick to the nuts is still a kick, kick to, to the, the nuts. nuts, you know? These guys, I mean, they are hitting the... F- you could hear... <laughs> you know, like there's only so much. You could hear the smacks. You could hear the skin on skin. What did you call it? Something with the word meat in it. I forgot. Man it. meat slapping man on meat man slapping. meat. Man meat slapping, yeah. I mean, it, it in, in an <laughs> arena like that, you could hear yeah. it. I'm like, this is... Again, it's like a unicorn. I still don't get it, and I don't care. It's entertaining, yeah. and life is short. So it was um, like, like I mean it, and like my fucking kid. Now, one, you got to understand this. This is a probably a hallowed, hallowed ground for any kid out there. He'd been prepping for this event because he asked, does he have permission to swear? Now, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> AEW has also leaned in to the fact that WWE, in uh, since it's been around, right, is now this publicly traded company or whatever the fuck is happening now. But it, it, it kind of went from being a really explicit product, right? There, yeah, was some, so, yeah. there was some crazy shit back in the day on, and then it became a PG product. Because that's it what, was on network television, yeah. that's why. That's why it's on It Peacock. went from HBO to right? NBC, and they, you know what happens when those two cross, you know, cross the streams. Exactly. So they become a safer product, and AEW, they lean into that, that this is a product for kind of the grown-up wrestling fan. So there's more blood. There's fucking blood every week yeah. on TV. It's crazy. Oh my god. There's more blood. So gross. More violence, more wrestling. Um and there is a, a minimal amount of swearing cuz again, they yeah. are dealing with big league network affiliates like TBS, TNT. Yeah. But they're still it's not it's not quote unquote network. It's not on. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's not an entity like Peacock and yeah. NBC Universal. That's a whole that's like working for fucking Disney. Um but there is a limited amount of swearing that's now not only accepted by the crowd. See, back in the day. Well, yeah, we used to be real prudes about swearing. I mean, the crowd would start, you know, chanting stuff like asshole, asshole. And the commentators on USA would have to play it off like the crowd wasn't chanting that because that was like, They'd have Whoa. to like cover it up. Yeah, they start talking more yeah. and faster and, you know. So instead, AEW leans into it and wrestlers, they'll drop the word shit. You'll hear like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. All right, and it's not huge, but there's enough of it. There's so. enough of it, especially like with our favorite duo right now, the Acclaimed. Holy shit, are they great. They're fun. Cartoon characters they come to life. They are amazing. Cartoon rap characters come to life. Oh my gosh, they're so great. Anthony Brown and Max Caster. Listen to me, just Anthony like, Bowens. Bowens, sorry, not Brown. Thank That's you. Right. Uh, just like spouting off names here. Anthony Bowens and Max, Max Caster. Anthony Bowens did retweet me while we Jesus were at Dynamite. Christ. That's a big deal. Christ. Big deal for me. Oh boy. Um, but their their whole thing is well, they <laughs> they. They don't battle rap, but they essentially diss rap. Like, like well, their yeah. thing is they come out, their shtick is they're rappers, and they come out and they rap and they diss their 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 opponent. Yeah, and they usually work in something about the city, and so you can imagine the fun and profanity that can come with that. Yeah, there's profanity with that, but like their like go to thing right now is scissor me. <laughs> And I always laugh because I see little kids doing it. And I'm yeah. like, thank God they don't really know what this means. Because when you, if you were to say scissor me 10 years ago, it meant something totally different. Now we're just walking up to people with scissors on our fingers. Which, I mean, the funny thing is, too, of course, as a straight uh, cis uh, uh, white male, I still cannot get a straight answer out of lesbians if they actually scissor. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's a lot of scissoring going on. I'll ask one. Can you find one? I'll ask one of my friends. You haven't had any pan experiences? There's no no experience? I have not done that myself. But yeah, it is is a little more raunchy. It is is more raunchy. But it's just enough. But it's it's, it's expected because, again, it's supposed to be that kind of crowd. So our son had kind of said, hey, listen, I noticed some of the wrestlers swear. And the crowd chants swearers. (laughs) I noticed that the crowd starts some chants where they swear. When I'm there. He's very much like a fucking country putting together like like a peace treaty, right? <laughs> He's like, when I'm there, when we're there, if the crowd chants uh, swear words, can I join in? We go, absolutely. Yeah. 
you're 16. It's okay. And then as we start watching every week, he starts yelling certain stuff at the TV, incorporating some of the words that they, it's very surgical, this kid. Yeah. He starts incorporating some of their language into his chance back. And he goes, hey, when we're there, can I say that? I go, yeah, sure, you can say that when we're there. And this kid fucking leaned into that shit yes, the second did. we sat down. Didn't he start a chant? I think he started a holy shit chant. Which is something they chant regularly, but somebody has to start I it. I believe he started it, this is how nerdy I am, he started it after Evil Uno did that cannonball jump onto John Moxley, Moxley yeah. in the main event. He started the holy shit, holy shit. So if you go back and shit. watch it, Thank you, That's you our could kid probably that. find the chant our kids started. I've never seen a 16-year-old get more proud of himself where he <laughs> goes, holy deal. shit, the whole thing's chant. And I can tell you too, and this is fucking scary. Because I get it. Because fuck, it was me. I realize how much my kid likes working an audience. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a very, again, it's not the fucking opera. And it's not even the NFL. It's very much a weird interactive kind of thing with the audience. So, you know, And people, even if, if you like one wrestler and somebody else likes another one, you don't fight. It's not like, like you said, like yeah, an it's, NFL it's game. very different. Nobody's throwing punches over different teams. It's a huge community experience. Yeah. So I could tell my kid as he's working up chants or he's working out, you know, I want to say slurs, you know, but taunts towards some of the yeah. guys because he'd stand up and, and yell them. He was figuring out he was getting sometimes laughs. Yeah, a lot of people were laughing at his jokes. Or like claps yeah. from like people. And I go, okay. And throughout the night, I <laughs> saw him start going back to material that worked. I go, oh, fuck, man. He's working material. <laughs> he is his father's don't, son. <laughs> don't start working material because, you know, then you have an act. <laughs> That's and then, a you have a, then you have uh, a career that pays very badly for the I'm rest like, of you your life. You don't want that endorphin rush. You do not no. want your dopamine attached to other people laughing. I no. know what that's like to attach your happiness to other people being entertained. Oh, fuck. And if there's one group of people that gets paid even less oh, than fuck. radio hosts, stand-up it's stand-up comics. comics. And do you know who gets paid less than stand-up comics? Professional wrestlers. Yep. So, <laughs> but I mean it seriously. So um, if you watch any of AEW's uh, programming during this week of... Uh, the what is it? We could twenty third, twenty third of uh twenty second of February here. Both Dynamite and Rampage because they film them back to back. I we was going to say one's a live show, and then they just pretty much kind of changed. Which I don't think people realized because a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, like we made Did it." You on, guys go back. We made it on TV during Rampage, which is the Friday night show, which so airs they, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, so they film Dynamite and then they film Rampage. So it's two hours for Dynamite, an hour for Rampage. And I mean, this thing is such a well-oiled machine. It was so fascinating to watch them switch everything right. over really quick. How by by the way, how how long did that take? You time eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. 11 11 minutes to change. And here's the thing. They didn't just have to change signage because one said Dynamite and one said Rampage. They're on different networks. TNT has uh, Rampage, correct? And Dynamite is yeah. on TBS. Yeah. So they had to change everything on the ring. They had to change everything around the ring. And it was amazing well, to watch. Machine. If you ever wondered how they get uh, uh, Rihanna, you know, those are the same fucking people that that, that got Rihanna's totally. uh, Super Bowl halftime show put together. You but know? I laughed because we did make it on TV during Rampage. We There's a quick shot of all three of us. Pat's dancing. I'm holding up my sign. But our son is just sitting. And one of my friends was like, He's just sitting there. I thought he'd be more excited. I'm like, listen, we were two hours into this. Oh, they didn't this. realize we'd already sat for a live well, show. they didn't yeah. know that they filmed them back to back. I'm okay. like, it's not different nights. It's three straight hours. So by the last hour, you are completely fried. I mean, we were so tired. It was like... It's just a lot <laughs> of hits of... Again, you're yeah. just getting dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. You're just getting punched in the face with all this great stimuli. And, and then yeah, by just... the end of Dynamite, you're like, oh my God. It's mm-hmm. like a hard crash. But it... It was so much fun, and right. I'm so glad that we're into it. So, uh, listen, um, I figured now's a good enough time than ever to go ahead since uh, she's been watching for um, over a year on a weekly basis. It's and almost two years now. She, Thank you very much. She, she has merch. She has gone to a live event. Um, it is time for uh, the great AJ Pro Wrestling Quiz. Oh. Ooh. Test AJ's knowledge. Is this just AEW? Because you know I don't know much before this. No, don't worry. We're keeping it in the okay. lane. All there's right. keep it in the there's some general, you know. So you're not going to embarrass me with no, like no, no. WWE questions. There's some general knowledge questions, but I feel like you've been around long enough to know. 
to know these. Okay. Which, which I mean, the first one really is a g- general knowledge wrestling question for anyone listening. Um, what is a heel? A heel is the bad guy. Very good. The bad guy in the story. There you go. The bad guy. All right, how about this? Uh, what is a face? Face is the good guy in the story. There you go. The protagonist. <laughs> Turn it into a fucking theater class. <laughs> I did kind of wonder uh, if AJ would figure out when she saw it live how much it almost mimics her theater. Oh, it is. And it's stage theater. roots. It's theater, yeah. It is totally theater. All right, we'll keep it between the lines. Uh, who is Tony Khan? Tony Khan is the. Is he the owner of AEW? Okay. You almost you almost phrased it as a question. I shouldn't have given it to you. You gotta gotta make it a statement. He's the owner of AEW. (laughs) Yes, he is the owner of AEW. He's a small guy, too. That's gotta be so weird. He is a little guy. He uh, did come out to say hi to the crowd beforehand. Tiny, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about this? Here's a little general knowledge about what's actually happening, right? This is like back when we were watching a Super Bowl. And AJ had what'd you have painted on your face? Who is it for? You don't even remember the fucking team. Um, it was Seahawks? the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks C- were in the Super Bowl. The Seattle Seahawks were in the Super Bowl. AJ, because she lived in Seattle for like three three weeks, decided <laughs> to dress up completely head to toe uh, like a, a Seahawks fan. Well, I had to dress. I had to root for somebody. And then we asked her midway through the game, "Hey, uh, do you know who's winning?" And she said, "No." No, me and my friend were just drinking and eating snacks. So this is like one of those questions here. Uh, Who are the current AEW Tag Team Champions? Ooh. Um, shit. Tag Team Champions. (sighs) Men's Tag Team Champions. Men's Tag Team Champions. Is it? That's because there are no female tag team champions. Yeah, they need to work on that. Is it the acclaimed? I haven't got a bad one, do I? Damn it! The tag team stuff. It, there's there's so many. It's it very was. Confused. There's a lot of. Confusion. I will give you this much: the acclaim just had the belts. Okay, that's then. Then that's what I'm thinking of. Who so, do you think has them now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's the guns, buddy. The guns. The guns. I was gonna say the young bucks. The guns. But, yeah. No, they're trios champions. Trios. Yeah, and that's the thing that they, there's so many people. All right, here's the only one that's kind of outside the realm, but I think you should be able to figure it out as any fan. Who's Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon is the owner of WWE. Or, or whatever he is. Now. Wasn't whatever. he the owner and he was out? And now he, he was out. fucking just forced his way back in. Yeah. Like any and good. his daughter quit. <laughs> like any good old white guy. He knows how to fucking force his way in right? when you say no. <laughs> you say no. He's like, come on. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of knowledge, but I think you may be able to figure it out. I'm nervous. In the world of wrestling, right? You already said what a face is. Yeah. What a heel is. What's a mark? Oh, that I don't know. What's a mark? You. Me. I'm the mark? Where are the marks? Oh, I didn't know that. Where are the marks? Huh. That's not a word they use a whole lot, so I, yeah. I didn't know. You're the mark, right? I mean, okay. when, the, when the wrestlers show up, and this kind of predates a little bit of the world of reality wrestling, right? Where we now acknowledge, like you said, quote unquote, it's not real. Yeah. Right? But there were very much a, a time and a place and an era where this was theater that was lived 24-7, right? And the reason why is because you had to sell it to the mark. Who's the mark? The mark is the guy that's showing up every Friday at the Memphis Coliseum to see wrestling. We talked about that with uh, MJF, who is one of the, the main wrestlers for AEW right now. Like, And our, our son is so mad that we like him because he's a heel. And he is the douchiest of douchebags. He's a douche canoe. A, a, a very classic heel. He insults, you know. He's uh, a young, yeah, good-looking guy who's tan, big, 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 you know, big muscles. Yeah. He's he's the cliche douchebag. Yes. It is the opposite of the rock band coming out and saying it's great to be in Cleveland. Yeah, he comes out and he's like, what's up, fat fucks? Yeah, you he's know? like, Cleveland fucking sucks. Yeah. That's what he would say, yes. And he plays this role outside of wrestling so well that people can't tell anymore. They just think he's a jerk. Like, there are videos of him getting on elevators at hotels being a jerk to fans. And people get mad about it, but we're both like, man, that is commitment. Well, it's, and that's also very old school. Yeah. That's, that's very... And I love it. I love it that he doesn't break character. I love it that he's a douche through and yeah. through. And the best part is now we know somebody who knows him, who, oh, like, his boy. daughter grew up with him, and he's like, 
It's the nicest guy. You are <laughs> you are stretching like a goddamn tree in spring to fucking name drop that, but good job. But good, it was cool. Good, good job. Did it feel good to drop that? Yeah. Feel good? All right. No, it was cool to find uh, out he's actually a really nice guy. So listen, you are the mark. I'm the mark, right? I'm actually more of a mark than you are because AJ launches... And, legit, and legitimately, and I hope there's at least one professional wrestler or someone who's attempted it at one point in their life listening to this to appreciate this fact because it really goes to show you're doing your job. At least six times per show on our couch, she goes, ooh, he's hurt. No, 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 he's really hurt. Oh, my goodness, he's hurt. <laughs> I cannot That's, that's real. That, uh, nope, that is real. He is, nope, I, that's bothering him. That he's that he's hurt. CM Punk broke his foot, <laughs> and he came back oh, and boy. wrestled way too soon. And as somebody who has also broken their foot, mm. I watched Let's, him and said, "He's in real pain, say. you guys." That's why you're a mark, right? And, yeah, and, and, but, I'm but an that, easy mark. But but again, that's the read. That's that's the thing, right? That's why the wrestlers will tell you when they get the sweetest little grandma that looks at them and goes and and flips them off. They fucking love it because yeah. they know they're doing their job. Yeah. Now the reason why I say you're a mark and I may be a mega mark. Because, like, I'm the guy that fucking thinks he knows it, right? Yeah. Like, like, I'm the guy, oh, that guy's just in character. Which, that's why you're like, I'm, I'm the bigger mark. So that's who we are. We're I the marks. I can't tell anymore, and I love it. I don't care. It's entertaining. It's fun. YOLO, man. I love it. Try new things. Trust me, if you would have told 20-year-old AJ that 40-year-old AJ would go to a wrestling <laughs> match, not only by choice, but enjoy it. Listen, grow as a person. Try new things. General wrestling knowledge. Who... Is Jim Ross. JR. He's like the most famous announcer ever. There you go. Good job. Good old JR. By God. Oh God. It's who JR. Was, who was at our AEW show? They, they brought him out to announce It was uh, very funny, and this is the last thing I'll say about being at a live TV taping. <laughs> is, over the top. Is that. <laughs> I love it. Well, no, I just, I, you know, I'm sure people who don't care about wrestling are absolutely, oh, I'm sure they, they, they were out 50 f- minutes say ago, 50 minutes ago. Okay. Anyone who does not like pro wrestling, those people that you used to be were like, oh, fuck, he's talking oh, about Stacey yeah. Keebler. And they, they're Trust mad. Me, they never made it to this part. I get it. People who are wrestling fans are saying, oh, no, don't stop now. Keep going. I mean, I could talk about this for days. But JR um, and the other announcers, you don't hear the announcing when you're there in person. Yeah. So it's very weird because the announcers come out, they're introduced, and just in your head, you're hearing their voice because you watch them on TV every week. Sure, yeah. You don't hear anything they're yeah, saying they're, when they're, you're at a live just TV there. taping. I mean, it, it's very much... And it's even weird, too, because they will sh- they'll zoom in on them on the Jumbotron, and they're all animated and worked up, but they don't, they don't play what they're saying. So you just see, like, Chris Jericho all pissed off, yeah. waving his hands, but you don't know what he's saying. Okay. And uh, finally, uh, so we can wrap this up. I want you to go ahead and finish this sentence. Well, there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, you should never stop evolving. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.